It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Is Dan Quinn holding the Dallas Cowboys hostage? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdown NFL. That is linkedin.com slash lockdown NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Lena McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. On today's show, we're answering some more of your Twitter questions as everybody's trying to air some of their grievances about this Cowboys <laughs> team. I know it's been what, a week since the Cowboys have lost to the Packers. It feels like it was years ago. A lot of questions still going on, Landon. So let's get to the first one from Mark. He wants to know, is Dan Quinn holding the Dallas Cowboys back because he's still interviewing with all these teams for their head coaching job? The Cowboys can't interview potential replacements until he decides to leave. And if he doesn't decide to leave, does that mean that the Cowboys are sticking with him? What what's your read on this whole situation right now? Well, real quick, just uh, on the airing of grievances, a, a happy Festivus to all of us uh, in reality. So <laughs> uh, go. I got my Festivus tree up and I'm ready to air some grievances. Okay. Uh, and, yes. and, and to answer the question, like I, I think that absolutely Dan Quinn is holding the Cowboys hostage. I don't know if he's doing it on you know, purpose. He's not doing it on purpose. Yeah, no, not, not like a, a purposeful thing, but in the sense that the Cowboys – can't go out and interview defensive coordinators until they know what the future is for Dan Quinn. Absolutely. And, and to be honest, like, you know, I, I was talking to Marcus about this before show, this is the bed that the Cowboys made for themselves. You know, like when they decided to kind of bring guys back and, and wait on trying to roll this thing back, 
you, you kind of are putting yourself in a position to potentially lose Dan Quinn and then get the, you know, whoever's left defensive coordinator uh, to, to come onto the, onto the, the team. So, you know, I, I think it is kind of a tough situation, right? Because what happens if Dan Quinn leaves and then he takes Joe Witt, if he takes Joe Witt Jr. with him, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, or do Al you Harris. have, or Al Harris or both? Uh, is there anything in there that anywhere anyone in left on the team that you feel confident that could take over the the play calling duties or or take you know just kind of hopefully continue what the defense is doing or if that's what you're looking to do? Otherwise, you don't really have options or you will have options, but they probably won't be good options uh, of of you know street free agent defensive coordinators that'll be uh, still available. I don't know two weeks from now or whenever Dan Quinn decides to make a decision there. Uh, it, it could be a bad situation for the Cowboys uh, if Dan Quinn, you know, gets gets one of these jobs. So I think you and I are both assuming that Dan Quinn will get one of these jobs. He's just trying to decide which one to take. Is is that the way you're feeling right now as we stand here on Monday? I feel less confident about it than I did before the game, um, but I still feel like yeah, it's leaning more on the side of him getting hired than. There's just than so that. many jobs available. That's the other thing. Yeah, like, that's the was thing. Like eight or nine jobs that were and available, he's, and, and he's like interviewed for like five. You know, yeah. so it's like you have to feel like that one of those teams is going to like him enough to offer him the job, and then you know the question just becomes like, does he take the job? Is he interested in taking the job? So. One of the one of the reasons why I do feel like in some ways he is holding them hostage is because we're already seeing other teams interviewing yeah. defensive coordinators. The yeah, uh, was it the Jacksonville Jaguars that Jaguars, hired Ryan yeah. Ryan Nielsen uh, to be their new defensive coordinator? Uh, we saw the Eagles are interviewing Ron Rivera today mm-hmm. to take that job. Uh, Wink Martindale, who's one of the top defensive coordinator options, he's been taking interviews as yep. well. You do wonder, like, if the Cowboys have to wait, let's say it's Monday. We we don't hear anything from Dan Quinn until next Monday. Senior Bowl practices start on Wednesday. Yeah. You might not have a defensive coordinator. And it's really hard to start scouting players when you have no idea what defense you're running, what type of players you want, and you have no idea who's going to be left on your staff, potentially on both sides of the ball. Because I've got to believe that Dan Quinn is probably going to want to try to steal some offensive coaches as well. Maybe somebody to run that side of the ball, maybe promote somebody to be offensive coordinator. It's just weird to be this late into the year and have no idea what your coaching staff looks like. Yeah. And I mean, again, that's kind of the, it's a similar issue to what we talked about with waiting till late in the head coaching hiring cycle to make a decision there too, right? Like when you're hemming and hawing and dragging your feet, uh, I mean, as much as we say that this is Dan Quinn kind of, you know, not on purpose holding the Cowboys hostage, it's really the Cowboys' fault. Like, if the yeah. Cowboys really wanted to move on this, they could let Dan Quinn go. They could go get another defensive coordinator. I, I think that, you know, I don't know after, like, what happened in the playoffs, anyone would fault them for that necessarily, despite the fact that Dan Quinn is still getting head coaching interviews. But I, I think that, you know, this is a situation that is not ideal for, you know, making certain of who your defensive no, coordinator no. is going to be as early as possible because you're leaving a lot of uncertainty on up to Dan Quinn. And then if Dan Quinn you know, leaves to go somewhere else, then you're really in a situation where you're at the mercy of who Dan Quinn takes and, and what's left on the street. And that's, that's not a great option to be honest. No, I, I think you're going to see at least four to five coaches hired this week and then starting yeah. to build out their staffs. And the Cowboys could just be in a spot where they either have to, promote somebody from within that maybe they don't feel great about promoting 
or just hire whoever the best candidate yeah. is left. And neither of those are great options. So the Cowboys do have the option here of saying, Hey, Dan Quinn, we're deciding to go in a different direction. We're not firing you. We're just, we're not going to bring you back. Right. But I don't think the Cowboys are going to do that because there's a no. 5% chance that maybe Dan Quinn doesn't get a job and they would deem him the best defensive coordinator on the market. So why not just wait this out? Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty, pretty awful situation. <laughs> Honestly, it's like, you know, the Cowboys are in a, are in a tough spot because of it. So yeah, we just kind of have to wait and see how this all plays out. Well, but uh, we we see this happen to other teams. Um, you in the playoffs, like I think the Eagles last year were a great example, right? They go to the Super Bowl, they lose both of their coordinators because they lost in the Super Bowl, right? Like they and they, they couldn't hire people until after the Super Bowl. Look how big of an impact that the, that had yeah. in the next season. Like they've already fired their new defensive coordinator, and now they're looking for a new offensive coordinator a year later. So. We see the impact that some of these light hirings and firings can have. It's a tough spot for the Cowboys to be in because I also don't know if you don't bring back Dan Quinn, like who's the best option out there, Landon, to potentially replace him? I mean, I don't love any of these names. Like that's the thing. Even the names of the people that are being interviewed out there. Matt Patricia? Uh, that's exactly my point. Like Adam Schefter's out there trying to tell us that Matt Patricia did a great job with all the with all the uh, the opportunity he had at, at Philadelphia, no. and, and 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 you know it's it's clearly uh, you know being written text text wise straight from Adam's phone from the agent to onto <laughs> Twitter. Uh, but it's like you know it's Wink Martindale and and you know it, it and Ron Rivera like who I think is fine, but it's like. These are all very well retreaded dudes and quarters oh, yeah. who, yeah. you know, maybe aren't, didn't have great years last year. So no. that's uh, why they're available. Yeah, exactly. So it's that's why this situation is tough, right? And that's why head coaching, defensive coordinator, whatever, offensive coordinator, especially, you really have to move quickly, right? Because the best candidates go quickly. Oh, you yeah. know, they 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 get the job early. So uh, when they, when there's all this hemming and hawing about what you're gonna do you miss opportunities. And that's unfortunately what I, I feel like is going to happen here. Bring back Wade Phillips from the defense. Uh, if he'd have us, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he's coaching in the, uh, the new uh, USFL XFL league. He's one of the head coaches. So maybe he'd come back. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, I doubt that he would want to come back for that. He's, yeah. he's happy work. I mean, there are some names out there. If you want to look at like a, a, a Mike Zimmer, uh, the Cowboys, the other coach that they interviewed for their head coaching job back in 2020 was Marvin Lewis. Maybe you could call up Marvin Lewis to see if he'd be interested. I, it's it's not great, Lane. It's not great. So we'll just Is have Buddy to Ryan available. Do we have any any uh, defensive Rex coordinators? Rex Ryan's like available. The, I'll be honest. The 70s I, or 80s that we could possibly call. How about like, Rex Ryan? No, no, no. Rob, bring Rex Rob. No, no, <laughs> no. It's not great. Uh, no, it's going to be a promotion with that. We're just letting you know right now yep. or uh, it's going to be mike zimmer just to be just to be clear yeah. it probably it very very likely could be mike zimmer so just go ahead and prepare yourself for that i don't like that i'll, I'll take mike zimmer uh all right that is it for t- or, no, it's not, it's for t- show. No, we got more not. questions again <laughs> yeah. uh let's let's talk about the cowboys being all in for the 2024 season if that's even really possible we will get to that next This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move that I can make that'll take my business to the next level? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team that you surround yourself with. 
That is why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have this many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within just 24 hours. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows that so many small businesses are wearing so many hats right now, and it might be hard to, to you know, maybe you don't have the time or the resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, that process is so quick and easy. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That is linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. We want to let you know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national streaming uh, podcast. Lena, let's uh, let's get to some more questions. We've got one from Gorn. He wants to know, assuming this is an all-in season, which we can debate whether this is going to be an all-in season or not, does that limit what you do in the draft and in free agency, does that change the way that you think about how to build your roster? Well, you, you can tell I'm about to go all in on this question because I had to take the sweater off and, and, and really kind of get going. Uh, listen, I, I tend to think that we, we throw this term around a lot, you know, all going all in and, 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 and what that looks like. I just don't think that the Cowboys are interested in ever doing that. You know, like I, I just don't think that that's something that that they are uh, that they're that they're going to do. You know, and I, I, to answer the question, I think going all in means you know being willing to trade future assets to gain advantages for this season. Yes. Whether that be yes. trading uh, a, a, a veteran that you think may have value uh, for another team, but you're looking for something more immediate right now, or changing dra- uh, trading draft picks to get somebody who you think can help you right away. Um, you know, a, trading, a play, future, trading future draft picks to move up in the draft to try to get an impact player. Sure. Um, we've seen that happen several times. Maybe the Cowboys move from 24 to 12 to try to get the top X Brock player. Powers, yeah, yeah sure. whatever. Uh, like, yeah. So I, I would say, you know, what you kind of suggested the other day where the Cowboys potentially trade their first round pick for someone like Derek Brown, that would be kind of an all in yes. move. Right. Um but I just don't think the Cowboys are interested in doing that. You know, like they, they, they just haven't, we, we talk about it a lot, but they just, they would prefer to kind of continually be in the game and, and have more and multiple shots at trying to 
uh, uh, get to the Super Bowl than to push all the chips in at once. And now we can have a whole debate on whether that's a good idea or not, or whether that is what they need to do in order to get to the Super Bowl. But I do think that, like, as much as they may be trying to sell us on the idea of of a all in season because it's you know, the last year in Dak's deal, this is probably the the last year of Mike McCarthy unless things change. Uh, I just don't believe it. You know, I just I have a hard time. And and I think if you were going all in, um, y- you 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 wouldn't allow a lot of the uncertainty that's going on at defense coordinator. You would you know what I'm saying like you you would be making moves now to to change the immediate present. Um, I tend to think that there it feels less like an all in year and uh, more like a make them prove it year, which are very different things. Yes, right? I agree. Because I'm, I'm there because I think the make them prove it year doesn't include, you know, all the financial and uh, 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 asset additions that an all in year does, right. Where you just basically are pushing every single available resource into this season in order to optimize the most amount of wins and optimal you know results for this year what they're doing with dallas this year now is is basically okay well this is it guys and then not really kind of changing any of their operating procedures now i wouldn't be shocked if their standard operating procedure changed this season because of analytics hires and now that the analytics team is kind of more ingrained into the front office, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some shifts in behavior, and especially in free agency in the draft, based on that. But I, I would be shocked if we did start to see a true all-in season because the Cowboys haven't really shown any kind of willingness to do that. And also, I just don't know that they have the assets to do it. No. You know, like I just don't know that they have the ability to kind of go in all-in the way that we would well, – would want them to. I also don't think it's an all in season because you still have a pretty young core of like elite players with CD lamb, Micah Parsons, Tyler Smith, Deron Blay. And like, those are four all pro players that are all like under the age of 26. Right. So they're not going to want to throw away their future just to try to compete this year. So that's part of the, part of the thing. I, I also want to get to another part of Gorn's question because he said, if this is an all-in season, will that limit what you do in round one, mm. such as wanting to get a player that has immediate uh, the, the the potential to have an immediate impact, rather than taking players for the long term? So, like he gave yeah. an example of like, hey, could you draft a running back in round one or an yeah. off-the-ball linebacker in round one because we need those guys to come in and play right now, rather than. We're taking an offensive a, tackle, a, a or developmental a, yeah. offensive tackle yeah. who's clearly sure. not ready to play right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a very good point. And I think that that's, I mean, that's going to be the tell, right? That's going to be the, the, I mean, again, I, I don't think that this is a true all in season. I don't think they do true all in season, but I do think that they will do something like that. And they have in the past, obviously Zeke is the best example of that, right? Where they will go and draft a player that they think has an immediate uh, impacts that can help this team sooner than later um but yeah i mean i still think that that's different than than you know completely going all in and trading assets to go get a player like that like i i think if one fell to them and they drafted a guy like that see that's the thing is that like when you're talking about drafting in the 20s like you're you're in range to draft a running back anyway 
guys, right? Like that's late, late, late first round is where if there's a special back in this group and, and I, there's not, there's not, there's not really, I mean, the, the Michigan kid is probably the closest thing, right? I, 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 I have it to be fair. I have not done enough. I mean, most, so, most draft analysts believe like the first running back to come off the board will be like in the fifties. Yeah. Okay. So then, then, you know, I, I would say traditionally this would be the kind of area yeah. where you would yes. draft a, uh, a super top end running back or a, yeah, maybe a, a really good uh, off ball linebacker. Um, anyways, like even if, even if like you weren't going all in because, you know, just there's where the yeah, value sort of yeah. starts to meet the, the position. And, and, and depending on where the, the value of the draft is overall, like you, if you don't have a first round graded player at 24 or wherever the Cowboys are picking, then, you know, you kind of have a lot more options that as far as value wise, because you just, you know, you don't have any first round options. So I, I just don't know that like, I could, I could see a season where I could see a situation where the Cowboys draft or running. Well, I mean, again, if there isn't one available, but I, hypothetically, Generally, I, could see a, yeah. I, I could see a situation where this team would be interested in drafting a running back, but not, you know, necessarily viewing it as a, you know, all the chips pushed in season. Well, you know, I, I was going to give you a different position. I could see like center being a round one because they could feel like sure. hey, we need a guy that could come in right now. We're not signing, signing Tyler Biotish. Uh, this is a guy that can start right away from us. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't have the highest ceiling or positional value as other players, but it's a day one starter. And we need that right now. When in all reality, that's still a pick for the future. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, sure. Totally. So I could see something like that happening. Yeah, and honestly, I think that's likely to happen. I know? think that's I mean, likely I, to happen as well. I, I think center is a great position to take at 24, especially considering everything, you know? Um, I feel like this team has missed high-end center play for a while. I think Biotis has been great. You know, he's been uh, was a pro bowler. Yeah. Um, I think he's 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 giving you good snaps. I just feel like there there could be a little bit more for a team that really you know relies on the center play. Let's be honest, a lot. Yeah, I'm just so thankful there's done a high end running back in this class, so we don't have to do the whole. Back. <laughs> you know, got to deal you. with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Graham Barton from Duke. You're going to be at the Senior Bowl. That's your center prospect to watch. Also, the kid from uh, Oregon. Oregon. That's the yeah. kid. That's wow. the guy. Well. Wow. I gotta watch Barton, so I don't know. Again, yeah. we I just got started. So yeah, we listen. Senior Bowl starts next week. We got a little bit of time. We'll we'll yeah. get you ready uh, for the draft, uh, Lena. Let's answer some more uh, Twitter questions, including, geez, this one. What's the biggest issue with the Dallas Cowboys right now? We will get to that <laughs> next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL regular season is over and we're inching closer to the Super Bowl, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That is $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use. There's so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab. You can make a parlay, the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. We've got one more really good question from Caden, a longtime listener of this show. He wants to know, what's our biggest issue? Is it players? Is it coaches? Is it the GM? What do you think? Honestly, the first thing that came to my mind when, when you said that is, I think the biggest issue is that we don't know what the biggest issue is. Like, I kind of agree. I mean, that's the problem, right? Like, how, how much of years and years of tinkering with this and that and this and that. And then, Oh, it's the, it's the a blocking. Oh, it's the, the, the run defense. Oh, it's the pass defense. Oh, it's, it's like, we've been constantly chasing our tails on this uh, and, and, and trying to solve problems in multiple different ways. Uh, and ultimately it ends up kind of being the same thing. Um, and you know, it, 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 it's, it's, that's why it's so frustrating. I think um, I, I tend to think that the biggest issue is that for whatever reason, um, this team really struggles to uh, to start fast uh, in the playoffs and against good teams. I, I if, if I'm gonna put just a you know a thing onto it, an issue like that that kind of I felt like encompasses what the problems are. I don't know what the solution is. I don't know like you know is it a personnel problem? Is it a coaching problem? Is it a is it a scheme problem? I, I, that's where it's difficult to parse. But if I'm if I'm having to tell you what my eyes are seeing, it's that especially on offense, this team really, really has a hard time getting momentum going early in a game. Uh, and when the defense can't make the stops that are necessary to kind of keep it close, the games can get really far out of hand, uh, uh, you know, even uh, uh, early in the game, you know? And, and I think that that's been a consistent problem for this Cowboys team. Sometimes they've they've overcome it. Sometimes they've they've they found ways to come back. Like even the the old Green Bay game from what was it twenty seventeen or mm-hmm. whatever year was, where they were down twenty one to three and they came back and and it was a close game and and we don't talk about the fact that they were down twenty one to three early in that game. But to me, if you go back and watch the the these these games and it's not fun and it's difficult. But if you go back and watch them, it's a real slog early in these games. It's like. It, it takes monumental levels of effort by the offense to even simply complete passes to try to get first downs like this offense on uh, uh, against Green Bay. Like I, I'm pretty sure that in the first two drives, Dak was like two for five for five yards and, yeah. and an interception yeah. like. And I think they you know, they went punt, interception, punt, punt, interception, punt, interception on their first four drives. And, and I think. You know that's that's not killer. That's not necessarily going to, you know, destroy you if you can keep have a defense that keeps you know them out of the end zone and keeps it close. But unfortunately, neither of those things happen. So I, I tend to think that it's generally a problem with not coming out of the gate as strong as you need them to. I guess my question is, when was the last time the Cowboys in a big important game came out strong and and you know played? Uh, exceptionally well early in the game. It feels like it's 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 very rare, and that the more more likely that even the cow the wins the Cowboys do have against good teams, they come back or they you know they they find a way. And and 
I think well, that, that's the Philly game. Want to live to try to win the, the right? Philly game this year uh, at home. They 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 took the dry opening ball or the, the, the they took the ball on the opening drive of the game and went down and scored a touchdown. And then like they got a stop. I think they got a turnover in the next drive and they scored a field goal or whatever. Like they started really hot in that game. I I'm gonna try not to lump the like the Jason Garrett Cowboys into the Mike McCarthy Cowboys because they're totally different teams with totally different rosters. Similar results, though. <laughs> Similar results. If you look at the McCarthy teams from 21, 22, and 23, they have more 20-point victories than they do, like, one-score victories. Now, that's not to say that blowout victories are bad, because, of course, they're not bad. But I do think there's a certain mental toughness that they lack to figure out a way to battle back when things aren't going their way. They tend to let things snowball a little bit, the, the Packer game in the playoffs was a perfect example. The Buffalo game this year was a perfect example. They just, they could never get things to stop rolling downhill. Um, and I don't know how you fix that. I don't, I don't know how you overcome some of that. And I, I, I'm sure Landon, it's just by winning a bunch of close games and being in a bunch of these spots and overcoming, you know, difficult starts, but you kind of just have to go out and do it before you can say you're yeah. good at it. I mean, that's the thing that's difficult about all this, right? Is that it's like, and I think that's the thing that's the most frustrating is not to make it about us, but it's like, I think that's the thing that's most frustrating for, for you and I is that we're going to have to do a whole off season of talking about the Cowboys. And ultimately, you know, the, the proof is only going to ever be in the pudding, you know, like there's, there's, there's no way that we can feel that the Cowboys have overcome this or, you know, over, you know, done something to fix this until they get into the playoffs again next year and prove us up, prove it otherwise. Well, so I, I, I kind of think the Miami game and even the Detroit game that they won mess with their psyche a little bit, right? Cause the Miami game, they needed to get one stop at the end of that game to win. They couldn't get it against Detroit. They got the interception that they were supposed to, that they needed to win that game. The offense messes up that final sequence. And then the defense lets, Jared Goff and the Lions go right down the field. They score the two-point conversion, albeit with whatever, that penalty. And the Cowboys, yes, the Cowboys got the win. But all everybody was talking about all week was, hey, the the refs messed us up and all that kind of stuff. Not the Cowboys got the stop that they needed to win this game. They just have they've got to figure out a way to close these games better. And I think doing that more consistently will give this team the confidence that they knew when they go into a big game, like, Hey, we've done this a million times before. Let's go, let's go do it again. That's all. It's funny, right? Because like you just talked about them needing to finish stronger. I just talked about them needing to start stronger. And honestly, it kind of plays out that way because they, the Cowboys are such a good, was a third quarter team. Like or yeah. they were during the regular season. You know, I, I think that they, you know, we need to see more consistent play from this team throughout games i think is what it is right not just against bad games yeah who cares if you blow out the panthers by 20 points nobody cares yeah i mean because ultimately even the philadelphia game i mean it's kind of tough to call them a great team after what we saw the last you know few weeks but you know it's like that they need to find ways to start these games out and finish them better or at least one or the other like you can't do you can't be bad at both right like you gotta either start strong and then, you know, kind of like try to grind this these teams out. Or you got to be able to finish strong and come back and, yeah. and, and make up for early mistakes. But, you know, that's why this is, again, frustrating is that we're kind of talking about nebulous, you know, 
platitudes at this point. But we don't. It's hard to discuss the specifics when it feels like everything has been changed out or 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 manipulated or tweaked in some way, and it still doesn't quite make a difference. That's why I don't want this to sound like typical cliche coach talk or you know talking head talk on ESPN or whatever. Hey, this team's got to be tougher, right? Yeah, I know. It's it's not that, but there is. I think there is an ounce of truth in that where. Like you think about like the last couple of years, like what was the best road win that they've had? And you really got to start like really thinking about like the awesome road wins that they've had against somewhat decent teams. I think the Vikings last year in 2022 was probably the best game. They absolutely obliterated Minnesota. Um, But other than that, there aren't many to go off of. And maybe that's one of the issues that Mike McCarthy is going to try to solve this offseason. Uh, that is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Cowboys your first listen every single day. Go check out our channel on YouTube. We post videos every single day over there. Go download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We are free and available on all platforms. Follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you right back here tomorrow. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.